Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome. To the Doc G Show, I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, David Burles Berlin. Say what? Happy hump day. Mm. What's up, everybody? Mm. Here we go, Doc. Mm. Here we go. Dave, how are you, sir? Mm. Man, you know, it's it's getting to summertime. Mm-hmm. We're starting to have that, that good weather. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. had the Masters. I haven't seen you since the Masters no. started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a little bit. We had a good, you know, it's... Life is good right now. We're starting to get a little bit of a normalcy. It seems like. How'd you like How's life for you? How'd you like the Masters? Hmm. How'd you like the Masters? Um, Sunday was a little um, un. You know what's the word I'm looking? Eventful, for? Uh, uneventful, uneventful. Thank you. No drama. Um, you know, right? There was a little bit, but not enough to make it like super interesting. But of course, you know, right, it's the Masters. right. You watch, you watch all of it. I mean, it was hard to build. It was hard to to be higher than the drama of the the last Masters with Tiger coming back and winning it. Yeah, yeah. In the back nine, exactly. Yeah. Um. But mm-hmm. the the that cool image that uh went viral of the caddy, um, yeah, bowing mm-hmm. to the to the golf course was so sick. So that's just kind of you know a nice ending to it all. Pretty dope. Shout Pretty out to Decky. For sure. For sure. Uh, well, this weekend, Dave, this past weekend, I went to go pick up some bentos. You ever hit up bentos? Mm. Bento box? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Pretty solid, man. Jack's pretty solid, yeah. Oh, they got they got several in Jack's. They got Riverside. Yeah. They got uh, Southside. They got... They got Town Center. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's a fact. Uh, yeah, and I mean, a lot of good, cho- a lot of good walk choices. You know I'm a walk fiend. Uh, I mean, yes. Mongolian beef, Korean beef, teriyaki. Anywho, it stays. How can you mess it up? Exactly. So true. Exactly. It stays open late. That's the main thing. I'm a late eater, you know. So that's what I went with because it was open. What time? What time are you going in there? Like nine, ten o'clock? This is like ten forty. So you know. To eat dinner, you're an animal. So, well, sometimes, like, I get working. Like, I'm working on the outline of the show, and then all of a sudden I look mm-hmm. down, I'm like, oh, eating. That's right. And then, then you know, and then I'm, I'm, it's late. It's like, last night, in fact, I looked down, it was already past 11. Everything was already, like, closed, basically, and I didn't want to go to, like, Wendy's, so I was just like, oh, I'll make an omelet. Mm-hmm. So I made an omelet. Blam. That's it. I made an mm-hmm. omelet here. Blam. I'm weird. What can I say? Anyway. Dude, my body will not let me do do that at all <laughs> oh man i get grinding on something i forget i mean i love eating but like i'll Fair. I'll, I'll be i'll be grinding on something and then just remember now if it's physically demanding i'll remember because mm-hmm. like physically mm-hmm. demanding then i start getting too hungry and i'm just like yeah this isn't right. happening right anyways the point was is when i was going out there dave i noticed i saw some folks because it was late headed to a house party Say what? I, I saw Ooh. the house yeah, I saw the house, and it was, you know, it was gearing it was up. Popping. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was pretty jazzed because it's been a, it's been a hot minute since I've been to a house party. You know, it gave me That's some. True. It gave me some memories, and I, I thought about it. I'll tell you the last house party I went to. You remember uh, Coco and the grade below you? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She invited me to her graduation house party. Say what? Yeah. Lit. 
Yeah, yeah, and I didn't feel weird because their parents and grandparents were there, so I felt I felt normal. It was fine. It was it was socially acceptable. You weren't the oldest guy there. Yeah, 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 and <laughs> and and her dad definitely had too many adult beverages. Wait, what? That definitely course, happened. That, that, that's every dad at their graduation he, party. He did some pretty <laughs> wacky things, and it was oh, pretty geez. hilarious. It was pretty hilarious. Anyways, house parties. Though I started thinking about it. And, like, they're always supposed to be so epic, you know? There's so much <laughs> anticipation to them. There's so much excitement to it. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're never really as cool as you hope. Nope. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there, there's a few times that there were epic, but most of the time for me in house parties, it's usually mm-hmm. on the side of, like, huh, I guess that happened. I guess that was a thing. Like, yeah. you know, like, it just... Uh, and I want to, like, I started thinking about it. Most of these times happened with me and my friend Brandon. We're notorious for being at house parties and not being sure why we're there, you know? Like, it's just or sort who of... who owns the house. Yeah. So, like, yeah. and I should preface this with me and Brandon don't drink. So, like, you know, <laughs> it, it was, so we go there, and when you don't tend to drink, house parties get old pretty quick. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I, so I got two instances I wanted to reminisce with the with the listening audience here. So, okay. first party was going down at one of my friend's uh, apartments, and this, by the way, oh, my house party is totally different. Yeah, and 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 by the way, listeners, this is like a decade ago. All right, or more. This, the, yeah, I don't think it was more. I think it was around a decade. Nah, it might have been like yeah, it's more like twelve. It's like twelve years ago. Anyways, so uh, it's it's a big old party, bunch of people there. It's going down. Me and Brandon, we've been there for a bit. We're doing the rounds, you know. We're walking. Mm-hmm. We talk mm-hmm. to some people. You go to another room. You're like, okay, hey, here's some different people. All right. And my friend Trav comes up to me, and Trav is like, hey, there's some dudes down in the parking lot yelling about coming up to this party. And smacking us around. What? I'm thinking about going down there and shutting them up. And I was like, eh, I don't know, man. That sounds like a lot of work. I'd, I'd say just move from the windows and you don't have to hear them then. You and, know? and forget about like, them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Trav's like, ah, and he like walks off, you know? And uh, so then Trav reminds me when he's like, I don't know, man, I'm going down there. I was like, wait a second. You know what's down there, Trav? Hmm. Across the block, there's a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, there's a 7-Eleven. And, I mean, if we all, listeners, we know what makes a party great. A Slurpee. Slushies. That's what makes Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I go find Brandon, and I'm like, B, let's go get a Slurpee. And return like kings to this party. That's what we need to do. <laughs> That's awesome. And of course, Brandon was like, yeah, I'm down. So true. So as we're going down there, Trav rounds up like some kind of basically posse. And he's going down to like cause a ruckus, right? Oh, man. Now, in hindsight, me and Brandon definitely should have been like, hey, Trav, that's a bad idea. Uh, Don't. But... Mm-hmm. Me and Brandon were focused on getting Slurpees. So we were like, well, Trav, sometimes you got to fight. I don't know. Not your problem. Go out there. Check it out. So we got our Slurpees, and they were tremendous. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, we probably loitered a little bit, you know, at 7-Eleven. And then we got back to the party. And by the time we get back to the party, 
is like this massive fight had broke out. What? There were like oh my goodness. There were like cops patrolling the area. Like they hadn't gone to the party. They were like patrolling around, mm. and like a lot of the party had dispersed. Trav had like jumped into the bushes. We didn't see Trav for oh, like gosh. two hours, right? And like we're we're just sitting there enjoying our Slurpees, and uh, and we'd finished by this time. But then finally, like Trav comes up and he's like, "Where'd you guys go? Where were you?" Huh? And we were like, "Hey, whoa, 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 whoa! We had no contractual agreement to be a part of those shenanigans. All right." No. Uh, we did not know, and then but Travis, he had a completely different opinion, and he complained for like thirty minutes about not having his back, and we we're like, "Hey, we were focused on delicious Slurpees, man." Thank okay? you. Okay, I cannot help that you had a focus on anger and aggression. All right, that is not my problem. Nonetheless, the party did not end up as great as we thought it was going to be. No, um, man. That that took a turn real quick, man. It did. Now, now another time, me and Brandon went to this party. This was a pool party. Now, Ooh. yeah, this was nice. This was at, at my friend Whitney's house. So we, we show up to the party, and everybody's inside. Hmm. And me and Brandon are like, what the f***, guys? The pool's out here. That's a fact. What are you doing in there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't even like you know I know Whitney pretty well so like I didn't even I didn't even like go in and say hey Whitney what's up we're we're here I was just like let's get our dive on so true so we just jump into the pool and the great part is they have the shed right beside their pool so you can mm-hmm. get the crazy jumps off of the shed into oh, the pool was that your introduction yeah. Yeah, we were, I mean, I well, it. and they didn't even notice. Like, they're all still inside for literally, like, two hours. <laughs> and we're Y'all just... are the only people in the pool for yeah, two hours. <laughs> we're just out there just having a great time. And then all of a sudden, people start coming outside. And, you know, it was one of those weird things, because we'd been out there for, like, two hours. And people had looked out and saw us and were like, uh, there are people outside. And, like, you know, Whitney had probably sometime was like, oh, I think that's Ben and Brandon. They're weird, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and just, to just ignore them. They'll stop eventually. Exactly. <laughs> and then Whitney finally comes out, and she's like, hey, guys, you know there's food in the kitchen. Hmm. And, like, me and Brandon, we'd been swimming for, like, two hours. And, you know, you build up an appetite when you're doing shenanigans in the pool. So Totally. So we were like, all right. And we we're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go get some food then. She's like, cool, do it. And so we go in, and literally when we go in, everybody had come out to the pool. So it was oh. like we just switched sides, and me and Brandon are just in there with this giant spread, like, should we just just eat? Yes! And nobody's in here? That's a fact. I guess. And so we just sat in there for like 40 minutes eating all the stuff, and then you know what's coming next, Dave, because you've been around a pool a lot. We got the itis. You get you get tired after you mm. eat a whole bunch after swimming. It's like one of the worst combos to want to take a huge nap, you know? Oh, yeah. Did y'all leave after that? Yeah, well, so me and Brandon were like, <laughs> you want to just leave? And Brandon's like, I don't know. Should we say bye to everybody? And I was like, I don't know. It'd be weird if we do, because we like, haven't said anything to really anybody for like the last three hours. And I was like, you know Dude, what? That's so funny. I was like, you know what would probably be easier? We just left out of the garage. So true. We could just leave out of the garage, and then they, you know, 
They wouldn't have to say bye to us in some kind of weird fashion. We wouldn't have to say bye to us. So we just left out of the garage. And uh, then like three hours later, Wendy texted me and was like, did you, when did you guys leave? And I was like, oh, yeah, we left like an hour, actually more like three hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you just didn't say bye? I was like, well, you know. Nope. You guys seemed nah. like you had fun, so we didn't want to interrupt it, so we just left. So, um, two Dude, things. so funny. It's so awkward. <laughs> yeah, very awkward. Very <laughs> so, two things to realize from these stories, listeners. One, house parties usually don't live up to the hype. Two, don't invite me or Brandon to your house parties. That's or together, also, it sounds oh, like. Definitely not together. It's a bad combo together. Dave, are you ready to fire up this show that is the best virtual party on the radio? Let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Woo! Dave, I am excited for this show. As always, we have yes, sir. our longest standing guest of the show in show's history, NBA analyst and longtime friend, Claude Fly Till I Die, Lathan. Oh. Hit the sound effect. I mean, this year the NBA, nutty. We've got the Knicks doing good, the Suns yes, doing good. We've got the Hawks doing good. What? Huh? So many crazy. It blows my mind. So many. Like, crazy I'm not even things. like in huge basketball mode yet, but I know that. Yeah. Like those those Insanity. teams are doing better than they should. Insanity, and and we've got some. I'm excited because we're gonna pull some tunes out of the file. We've got some live tunes that were created. On the Doc G Show, some Doc G Show originals. So for you new listeners of the show, these are going to pull back some tunes that were actually created. These are Doc G originals, only for this show. So get excited. We're going to pull those Love back it, out. Um, uh, but first, we need to hit up the birthday suits. Here we go. Let's do it. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, Dave, uh, these birthday suits now, I'm going to give you the choice from the get-go. We've got mm -hmm. one that's 10%, super hard, one yep. that's 99%, mm -hmm. and then one that's 75 Which one do you want to go with first? Hmm. Let's uh, start with the hardest one, and we'll go from Hardest uh, to middle. easy? Yep, hardest okay. to easy. Okay, okay. Uh, so, born on April 21st, 1838, Jeez. in Dunbar, Scotland. Mm -hmm. Our birthday suit wearer was the third of eight children. In 1849, his family moved to the United States onto a farm near Portage, Wisconsin. Mm. At the age of 22, our birthday suit wearer enrolled at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He took his first botany class and fell in love. He never graduated, but he kept taking an unusual group of classes from chemistry to geology. When the Civil War came, our birthday suit wearer went to Canada. I'm going to be part of that nonsense. But he returned back uh, to the United States and went to Indianapolis in 1866. That same year, an injury changed his life. He was almost blinded when a tool 
that he was using to sand down another tool hit him in the eye. Jeez. He had to stay in a dark room for six weeks to regain Jeez. his sight, and they didn't know if he was actually going to be blind for life or not. So from that point on, he determined to be true to himself and follow his dream of studying plants and exploration. Hmm. He walked oh, from geez. Kentucky to Florida and then sailed wow. to Cuba and then sailed to New York and then sailed to San Francisco where he settled in California. He built a cabin on the Yosemite River, literally on the river. He designed one of its corners to go over the water so he would wow. always hear running water in his cabin. He uh, he wrote about this period much later in his life in 1911 in his uh, in his book First Summer in the Sierra. He co-founded the Sierra Club with Professor Henry Sanger. In 1903, our birthday suit wearer met Theodore Roosevelt. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer guided the president through Yosemite for several days, and he convinced Roosevelt to start the national park system. Hmm. By the time he died, he had published over 300 articles and 12 books, almost all on conservation, botany, and nature. He also has a forest and a national monument named after him right outside of San Francisco. And then he's also got about 20 other national forest things around the country named after him. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Dude, I, I have no idea. My one of my best friends, Michael, he he one of his goals is to go to like all the national parks. Wow. He he would freaking know this one. No um, doubt. But no. I, no I doubt. am clueless. I, I definitely know this one for two reasons. Obviously, it has a little bit of presidential history. You know me. I like to get into mm -hmm. the history. And two, uh, I love his national uh, uh, monument uh, outside of San Francisco. John Muir. John Muir. Well, no idea. So the, look up his... He looks like an old crazy man. He's got a nice, giant, big gray beard, and he's a skinny old white dude. Um, yeah, he looks like an older version of you. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he got a little bit of Scottish running in our uh, in my veins, so you know. Actually, I got a lot of bit of Scottish, so uh, you know. Uh, you said you it's a he has a cool monument. Yeah, well, he's got he's got. Uh, I mean, he's got a lot of monuments and a lot of different trails, and uh, and his. National Forest, uh, which has a monument outside of it, outside of the forest, is in uh, is in San Francisco, or right side, right outside of oh, San the, Francisco. The one where his head is carved into a tree is mm. sick. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you got to throw him up for his uh, for his uh, preservation and conservation of nature. He was, you know, one of those big guys in the 1800s and early, early 1900s. It was like, hey, listen, we only get so much of this. Don't ruin it, turds. Yep. Don't ruin it. And uh, now he has come under a little fire recently because he did do uh, he he didn't do a lot of racist things, but a lot of his writings had some racist things in them. So that was a that was a bit of a you know that definitely a, a bad mark on John Muir. Yeah, yeah. But uh, his conservation was great. You always have to look. Obviously, we wouldn't have a national park, which is extremely important so john muir 
uh, would have been, what would that be? Uh, 183. So 183. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Nice. Good math. John Muir, everybody. Okay, Dave. Got the hard one out of the way. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip it, Doc. Let's go. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Okay, Dave, have you ever had a yard sale? Hmm. Yeah, we used to have them like all the time. We actually have one in my neighborhood this weekend. Wow. Wow. I I have split emotions on this. Because like on one hand, I'm like, who the is a yard sale now? You can sell everything online. But then... On the other hand, I'm like, ah, if you sold everything online, you'd have to pick it up and ship it and all that nonsense. It's way easier. So, put all so your- from my point of view, mm-hmm. there's stuff. You know, I got my little side hustle mm-hmm. selling stuff online. Right, right. So th- there's things that are, are, like you said, they're not worth shipping online. Yeah. Just because they're too big. Yeah. Or they're really not worth anything. Well, like, I literally, I mean, this this obviously isn't coming from an individual person, but I literally the other day got a package of uh, of, of nails mm-hmm. online, and it was like $1.73, mm-hmm. and I was just mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's just way too much effort in these nails coming to me for nails. Like, right. I should have just gone to Lowe's and got some nails, but... <laughs> I, I didn't. I just was like, well, you I got was. The, you got the next day shipping. Like, they were stressing about getting your package to you. Yeah, well, I, I didn't get next day, but I got, like, I mean, it was still there in just like two days, but I was just yeah, like, free I had two day shipping. I was yeah. like, I don't need this. I could have got the. Why did, why did I order this? Because I was on the <laughs> internet and I was just like, nah, there they are, nails. Got it. Yep. Like, it's just, anyways, anyways, uh, this story, this person in South Jersey here, South New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely did just put all of it, of their on the table for people to buy. That's what they mm. did this Damn. past past weekend. Uh, an area of North Cape May uh, had mm-hmm. to be evacuated when the police were called in because a grenade was reported at a yard sale. Wait, what? Oh my goodness. Now, what the heck? <laughs> now, the police department didn't say whether the grenade was actually live or not. They never actually mm-hmm. explained that in the mm-hmm. article. They said mm-hmm. the Lower Township Police Department would like to remind residents that if they discover artillery, it should not be touched or moved. Artillery should be left in place for appropriately trained and equipped authorities to assess and remove. That's a fact. Um,. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb, Dave, and say this guy didn't pick the best venue to try and sell his grenade. Nope. You know. Yeah. You know. There's better better places for it. Definitely. I, I feel like people at a yard sale are trying to find like an antique sign or some nice records, not handheld explosives. It could not- have been a dollar. You know, <laughs> a quarter. I can't turn it down. It's fifty cents. Just yeah. get it out. I don't want it. It's taking it's, up space. And I could at least blow up my block with this. Whatever. Like, come on, man. It's a grenade. Watch out. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I'm uh I'm gonna say this next story told me that a lot of Americans have crappier lives than I thought. Oh. Um, <laughs> The survey and the next story proves it. So they wrote a story on a survey of over 2,000 Americans. 
They were asked questions regarding their lifestyles and habits during the pandemic. And 32% of the people that filled out the survey said that laundry had become the highlight of their week during the pandemic. Wait, what? Listeners, let me repeat. Let me emphasize the absurdity. 32% of people said that laundry... The act of doing laundry was the highlight of their week. Ew. Man, that's terrible. And you thought Ben and Brandon coming to your party was bad. Wait until laundry becomes the highlight of your life, folks. <laughs> that is horrible. That's a I mean, come on, Dave. How much do you not like doing laundry? I do not like doing laundry. Dude, I will put it off for as long as possible until I run out of underwear. That's a fact. Laun- exactly. Exactly. Laundry is even lower on my list than ironing. Like, at least with if I have to iron dress clothes, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm doing something. Like, I can see the productivity. The wrinkles right. are coming out, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fancy stuff. So I'm like, oh, this is, I need to do this. It's fancy. You know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, cleaning clothes, you're just like, oh, what's the point? Who cares? Come on. It's just one of those things. It's just, blah. A highlight. Yeah, man. The highlight that like that's sad. Like I would say, like even drinking like in your driveway with like your neighbor across the street is more of a highlight. <laughs> what than freaking? You might need to be investigated for alcoholism, but it's still better highlight. Yes, yes, definitely. You know, what I'm, yeah. I mean, <laughs> definitely. Uh, okay, Dave. This next story I enjoy uh, because it highlights how petty and spiteful people can be. Mm. Um, this, this, this is amazing. I've got proof in this story. So, Ed and Sherry Patton live in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And for the last three years, three years, someone has been throwing coffee cups... In their yard. Hmm. Oh. Every couple of days, someone would litter, and there'd be a coffee cup in their yard. I'm I'm guessing they didn't go to Starbucks, because you'd be able to figure out who it was pretty quick. I'm guessing these yeah. were not Starbucks coffee. Anyways, they tried to figure out several times. They put up a camera. They somehow kept missing the person, right? They're trying. Wow. They they told their neighbors, right? And so one mm-hmm. day, the neighbor actually sees the person in a minivan throwing the cup out. And so wow. they they knew about the neighbor's you know issue here. So they were mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna write down this license plate. So they do, mm-hmm. and they gave it to the patents. The patents then gave the license plate to the police, and the police <laughs> tracked it down to Larry Pope. That's a fact. Larry mm, Pope. Busted Larry. Larry is a 76-year-old dude. Mm. 76 that worked with Sherry Patton years ago. Long time ago. And apparently mm. they had argued multiple times over union issues. <laughs> yeah. So this dude that was 76 years old... Presumably, I mean, we're thinking if it's normal, retired 11 years ago and was still holding a grudge against Sherry. And to get back at her, he specifically was holding on to coffee cups 
and throwing them into her yard. Word. Oh my goodness. That is like, <laughs> this could have been going on for like years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry, what the f is wrong with you, man? Get a hobby. Get a hobby. This will really f her off. T take up golf. Dave will take you out for a round. Well, I don't know. I sure now will. That now that Not he's heard what literary. you do, but like you know, like heard heard your habits, he might be worried that you're gonna Litter take on the golf course. You're gonna get angry about a hole and hold a grudge for the, on him for the next seven years or however long you live. What? Anyways, uh, Larry, get get some anger issues worked out, man. Get some anger. It's not Sherry's fault. All right, it's not Sherry's fault. Uh, okay. Um, Dave, let me start this next story out with just the title here. Here's the title. This is a uh, Newsweek story. Quote, I'm a pastor who runs a pole dancing school. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Didn't know that existed. Yeah. I mean, I guess there has to be a pole dancing school. People need to learn how to pole dance. People learn how to pole. I mean, it's became, I, I will say, I will say it is a, a fairly popular thing these days. Um... But apparently this lady was ordained as a pastor back in 2004. Her family moved mm -hmm. to Colorado. Uh, when she moved to Colorado because of a family issue, she didn't have a, a job as a pastor lined up. So she was sort of hanging in limbo. And as she was looking for a job as a pastor, she decided to take a pole dancing class. Because she was looking to take risk in this point in her life. Um, after her eight sessions... Eight sessions of pole dancing, mm -hmm. she failed the class. <laughs> so oh, the no. article said, quote, after my first eight sessions, everyone in the class passed on to the next level. The teacher took me to one side and told me they thought I should repeat level one. They felt so bad that I had flunked. So so apparently this lady is the Michael Jordan of pole dancing pastors. That's a fact. She didn't make the varsity team, but that motivated her, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And I'm going to be honest, Dave. I didn't know that there were really pole dancing stages like that. I didn't. No. I didn't. Oof. I'm I, glad you don't know that. I didn't know that she had to work to black belt of, huh? of pole dancing. Um or, I don't know, silver pole of pole dancing, whatever they grade them in. I don't know. Um, anyways, I, uh, so she, uh, you know, she, she worked at it and she got much better. And in 2011, she trained so much that she, she, she opened her own studio called Pole Revolution. Sweet. Yeah. Pole Revolution. She then got another pastor job, but she didn't tell them about the pole dance studio because she's worried, right? She's worried that they right. might not approve. Uh, and these are the two things that I love about this article, Dave. Uh, it goes on, and the lady, she she goes through several of these jobs. After 2011, she she goes to like three different uh, um, churches trying to get these pastor jobs, and she doesn't tell them about her pole dancing studio, and they they become upset. And I love how she keeps being surprised that this group of old churchgoers isn't cool with their pole dancing. Mm. Yeah, that that's the surprising part. Like, come on, lady. This is a group of people that would consider having a soft drink after 5 p.m. risque. And she's like, what? <laughs> they don't like pole dancing? Weird. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Like, come on. 
Come on. Then she keeps saying that they're associating her exercise with exotic dancing and not exercise. And I'm like, word. Yeah. Sort of how people see pole dancing. Like, that's the one thing it's known for. That's like if Jennifer Aniston was surprised that people keep calling her Rachel on the streets. Yeah, that's what you're known for, friends. <laughs> Sorry, that's it. Like, you can't be surprised. It's the one thing. Come on. Like, so true. Just saying. Anyways, she's still a pole dancer and she's still a pastor. So there you go, Dave. She's living out her dreams. So there it is. She that found. Just shows you you can you can do both. Yeah, she she found a non-denominational church that was very less judgmental, and she's she seems to be very happy with it. So there you go, there you go. Okay, Dave. Last story before we go to break here. Um, All right. Do you think if your house was being attacked by a bear, that Storm would jump in front of the bear and save you? Oh, I don't know. He's kind of a wuss. <laughs> I I, w- I would hope so, but I'm I'm gonna say no. Oh, sad. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, I'm I'm with Scout. I wouldn't do it either. What? Uh, you know, our thunder, our storm. Sorry, where's Scout come You're from? You're close. <laughs> I just I threw out seventeen names after Scout. Anyways, Storm. It was an S word that I had. Anyways, and then you went to Thunder. <laughs> I was like, I was like Storm, Thunder, that associations. Anyways, I think I. Here's what I got screwed up. The animal in the uh, story is Squirt, uh-huh. which is sort uh, of close to Storm, and scout. then I just sort of halfway and was like, Scout. <laughs> and then I just got really thrown off and was like, Thunder! I don't know! Word, ah. Words are hard. Yeah, exactly. It's a good thing I'm not on a, in, a, in a job that they're required or anything. This is a good thing no. I'm not on the radio or anything. Uh, no. Wait, Anyways, what? so in this story, Squirt... And Maymay, the dogs, save their family from a bear. That's right. Jeez. That's wow. right. Last week in Pasadena, a bear came sauntering in to the open back door of the house. You know, sort of, hey, what's going on in here? Oh, it looks pretty nice in here, right? And he was just planning on eating everything in their kitchen. Right. And just when he entered the house, two little terriers squirt. Oh. And Maymay jumped in front of the bear and just started barking and jumping mm-hmm. up at him. And the bear mm-hmm. was like, what the, that these teeny little things. And just got freaked out and ran in the opposite direction, running out of the house. Wow. That's right. Squirt and Maymay to the rescue. Now, my favorite Look, pun- If they can do it, Storm may be able to. Who yeah. knows? As like you said, though, I think he might do it from like the other room. Like he might just like yeah. bark like, hey. Hey, get out of there! You get yeah. out of there, and then that's if the, mine. If the if the bear, the bear looks at him, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go to the other room now." All right, yep. I'm gonna get a little further away. That's a fact. Uh, but my favorite part of this story is at the bottom of the article. There's an editor's note, and the note is, "Quote: A previous version of this story stated that the bear is a brown bear. While it while it is a bear that is brown." It is not a brown bear. It is a black bear that is brown. Huh? The story has been updated to reflect this. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank glad you. Glad that really made a difference. You know there you know there was somebody that wrote into that that uh, newspaper and was like, "Uh, excuse me? It's obviously a black bear 
that is in a transformation period that has a brown coat right now. Yes! Okay, so sorry. That's, there we go. Now that is reflected. Thank you. Thank mm. you, Professor Fax, for your answers. Anyways, Dave, we are going to take a break. We will be right back. We are going to hear from none other than Doug Seegers, who was on the show a mere year and a half ago. This is him performing White Lines right here on the Doc G Show. Let's go. On the road, Lord, I wish I had a home to climb in. Summer's warm rain sure ain't coming. Oh, Lord, it seems to me I'm thumbing once again. Tired and hungry. Once again, sleep keeps coming down on top of me. Wish to the Lord I had me a warm coat and a hat so I could sleep standing by. Midnight Highway Excuse me sir Are you going my way On and on The endless White line goes You know that could have been me You're listening to On your radio I could have been warm inside of some place Instead of standing here in the snow Sunny days are what I pray for Golden sunshine on my skin I'm headed down south for the Cheetah Mountains Oh Lord, it seems to me I'm thumbing once again Standing by a midnight highway Excuse me sir, are you going my way? On and on, the endless white line goes You know that could have been me you're listening to on your radio I could have been warm inside of some place Instead of standing here in the snow Standing by a midnight highway Excuse me, sir, are you going my way? On and on, the endless white line goes. 
On and on the endless white line Go And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Whatever podcast downloading platform you use, mm-hmm. stop for a second mm-hmm. and download the Doc G Show. Mm. Bingo. Go That's to the website, right. www.docgshow.com mm-hmm. and check it out. Mm-hmm. Go on the Instagram mm-hmm. at Doc G Show. Mm-hmm. So true. Give us a comment on any of those. Yep, yep. And you give, know, like it. That's a fact. Check out Do the it. reels. Interact. Yeah. Doc is focused on these reels now because he says the kids are into the reels. It's hot. It's hot in these streets. So true. It's so hot. freaking hot. It's hot. So go on. You heard him. Go on SoundCloud. Go on Overcast. Go on Verbal. Go on Stitcher. Go on TuneIn. Go on Spreaker. Any one of those, I'd prefer Apple because I get the most analytics or SoundCloud. But if you can't and you do one of the others, that's completely fine. I'll accept those two. Anyway, doesn't judge you on what platform you use. No, no, no. Nope. We'll appreciate any listens from any platform. So thank you, listeners. <laughs> and guess what? It's time to thank some more listeners, Dave. Yes, let's do it. Okay, first I'm going to give the rundown of the regulars. I'm going to try to do it all in one breath. Oh. Huh? Okay, let me take a deep one here, and then I'm going to go. Word. That's what she said. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Ashburn, Virginia, Radford, Virginia, Boardman, Oregon, San Diego, California, Gainesville, Florida, Katy, Texas, Winfield, West Virginia, Barcelona, Spain, Dublin, Ireland, Genoa, Italy, Severn, Maryland, Peoria, Illinois, and Anoka, Minnesota. Shout out. Shout out. There it is. Those are the regulars. Those are the people putting in work for our show. Right Let's there. Go. Shout out. And Ashburn, I see you. I think you win the the longest listening group. I mean, outside of Jacksonville, obviously, the home city. But mm-hmm. I think Ashburn wins the longest outside of the home city city award. I think they've been the longest. Shout out to Ashburn. Shout, Shout out. out to Ashburn. And, of course, Boardman uh, and San Diego, our West Coast connections. Shout of course, out. Peoria. Our our uh, Midwest connection, along with the Noka. Shout, Shout out. out to Barcelona and Dublin and Genoa. Our European connections. We Shout love you out. all. We love you all. We do we do? Okay, some newcomers here, Dave. First off on the list, Polka, West Virginia. Polka. Yeah. What's up, Polka? Yeah. Well, for some reason, when I put Polka into Google, it literally just gave me like all the events of their town. Like, nice. just for the next week. It was like, just like... Just come. Just come. Here's the run. So, in case listeners are wondering, Polka High School varsity baseball team is playing Wayne varsity tomorrow night. So Sweet. Let's mark, get it. Mark it down. Back if you're, the stands. You're looking for some baseball in West Virginia. There you go. Right outside of Charleston. Right outside of Charleston. Thank you for listening, Polka. Um, now we're going to go way south of the equator to... 
Antofagasta. Antofagasta, Chile. Yes. Nice. Yes. Sort of on the north side of Chile, uh, close to Bolivia. Um, I'm not going to lie, Dave. I looked at some uh, pictures of Antofagasta. Looks like a pretty dope city. I, I bet. How could it be I, bad? I mean, it's 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 pretty it's pretty big. It's bad. I mean, you know, it, it's a, a moderate city. We'll say it's about four hundred thousand people. Um, mm -hmm. It's got some killer weather though, like mid sixties to mid eighties year round. Yeah, pretty nice, pretty nice, and uh, yeah, pretty nice in uh, Antofagasta. I was a little uh, toast jelly, toast jelly. I was thinking of some of those days that we get. It's like twenty five thirty, and you're like, ugh, ugh. Nah. Hey, that's a no-go. Then no thank you. Not in Antofagasta. Shout out to Antofagasta. Shout out. Uh, okay, next on the list, Matsudo, Japan. Matsudo. Shout out. Yeah. Nice. Matsudo, Japan. Let's yeah. go. A little bit bigger than Antofagasta. It's about 500,000 in Matsudo. So there you go. Nice, nice city there. Like Matsudo. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Uh, last on the list, Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua. Now, uh, Nashua is right on the border with Massachusetts. Um, okay. Nashua has been around for a while. It uh, it was first settled in 1655. Mm -hmm. Been around, man, 1655. Think about that, folks. 1776 is when this country started. Hmm. 1655. It's been, I mean, I know that's not impressive to you guys around Jacksonville. You're like, hey, St. Augustine's been there since the 1500s, Jack. Right. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. I'm just still saying it's been a while. It's been there for a bit. Fun fact, too. Nashua, Matt Damon references it in Goodwill Hunting. Shout yeah. out. Oh. Goodwill Hunting, when he's talking to Robin Williams' character, he, he says he wants to move up to Nashua and get a nice little spread, get some sheep and tend to them. Boom. Nashua. Nashua. Shout out to everybody that listens to the Doc G Show. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We love you. Love y'all. Shout out. Okay. Uh, Dave, one story we didn't get to here. Uh, just a little little, uh, little update for you. Dave, mm -hmm. we all know, much to the sadness of every lady listener out there, mm -hmm. you aren't on Tinder. Mainly nope. due to the fact that you're engaged and soon to be married. That's, Correct. That would be a that probably your uh, fiance would frown upon the fact of you she, being on she, Tinder. She would kill me. Yes, that would and chop chop my man parts off. Wait, oh what? no! Yikes! That got frightening <laughs> quick. <laughs> Dave, this sounds like an abusive relationship. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, just threatening. Never. You don't mind. have an excuse though. Just th I don't have an excuse other than I'm a hermit. Um, yes. Now, I, I've, and as you know, I've never been on Tinder. Now, I have, Correct. though, I have perused other people, uh, Tinder, with them. Mm -hmm, I have, mm -hmm. you know, I've pontificated and rendered judgment on profiles as they go you across swipe, them. You swipe for people. Yep. Eh, I didn't go. I, I, you know, I encouraged. I was like, yeah, yeah or yeah, <laughs> you know, I was. You were a judge. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Now, apparently, anyone who has a profile on Tinder, though, should go to Maurice Saunders for advice. Hmm. Because Maurice is on Tinder. He lives in Atlanta. And the amount of folks that swipe right for him is 99% hmm. better than everyone else on Tinder. Jeez. Holy crap. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you mean 99% better? 99%. He gets 99% more swipe rights than other people do. His ratio of swipe rights to swipe lefts that people have on his profile is wow. better than 99% of everybody else, meaning oh, higher. okay. He's in the top percentile. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm going to just go ahead. He must be a stud. Well, I'm going to tell you, know, the listeners, he's a good-looking man. Uh, I, What's his like, name? Maurice Saunders. Maurice Saunders. And, you know, he's just a generic dude. You know, he's a good-looking dude. He's got a really nice smile. He's got a nice hairline. He's got some nice eyes, you know. But uh, Maurice gave Esquire magazine some tips on how to dominate like him. Hmm. How to how to man up on the Tinder game, you know? So I figured I'd point out just a couple of these for you guys. So I, I skipped through. I, I did four of them. I did four of them. So the first one here, first tip, lead with a smile. Hmm. Got to start with a smile pick. That's got to be the first True. one. Got to start. Now, that, the, Dave, this is going to be tough for me because my my smile either looks like I stub my toe and I'm wincing in pain or I'm hatching a scheme to murder you. So true. One of the two. Oh, so <laughs> it's we may need to like Photoshop someone else's smile in for mine if we can. That's if we just can, what you want to do on a dating website. His, honesty his, is the best. <laughs> yes. Honesty is the key, Dave. Um, always starts off great when you show up and she's like, what, what, what happened to your mouth? Huh? What? But your teeth were straight in this picture. No, no, it's totally. You know what happened? I drove over here with the window down. It was really windy. I think it screwed up my teeth. I think that's yes. how windy it was. It was yes. stiff breeze. Stiff breeze. Uh, fourth, fourth tip. So I skipped to four here. Fourth Leave them wanting more. Oh. You got to be brief on your bio. Just a couple of things, Dave. You don't want to go all, just a few things. Leave yeah, don't write a more. novel. Nope. Now, this this is also going to be difficult for me, Dave, because to leave them wanting more, you first have to have them wanting you at all. And yes. I don't think I've grabbed them enough yet to want me at all. So... Well, we don't know what two and three are, Doc, so give yourself some credit here. Okay, 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 good, good. We won't go back to those to completely <laughs> diminish all my credit. Uh, the no, fifth, you still have a chance. <laughs> the fifth tip is, and I've got this one. I'm confident on this one. Provide multiple angles for yes. your pictures. We can do this. I can do that one. I can get pics. I can, can do angles. All different angles of the double chin. Oh, nice. I'm going to get the one going up the nose. Yeah. Yes. Like a like a 80-year-old not knowing how to use FaceTime. That's yep. going to be my first picture. Me yes. smiling in that pic. It's going to be nice. <laughs> nice. Number 7. Now, this is the last one that I'm going to go over here. Here we go. Asking icebreakers that reveal the parts of your match's personality that most interest you. So this oh. is once you get the swipe. Now you got a highlight with a question here that's going to really bring out whatever you're interested in their personality about. There you go. Oh, this is your opening statement to them? Yeah, yeah. Uh. Got Now, I'll be honest. I didn't write down any of Maurice's openings, but I got to say I wasn't too impressed with them. Nope.
you know? Okay. Yeah. I, I got to be on it. But then again. You're saying he didn't have much game. But I'll tell you, mine would be much worse. Okay. You okay. know, I would go At least on you're there. Honest. I would go on there and be like, hey, how much do you love Michael Jordan? Am I right? Yeah. And yes. they'd be like, what? Who cares? You're, and I'd be, be like, screw you, you say, lady. You say, who's the GOAT, Michael Jordan or LeBron? Oh, oh, that, that would, I mean, that would be a deal breaker. That's not yeah. an exaggeration, listeners. That would be a deal breaker. If they right. say LeBron, I'd be like, done. I'll see you later. You yeah. have a nice life. Go you find nice another life. match. And in fact, in fact, I'll spread it out. I'll spread it out. I'll say, who's the GOAT? Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady. I'll include all sports. And if they don't mm -hmm. have Michael Jordan, it's done, Zo. I'm sorry. You're, yeah. No, no, we're finished. We're finished. Okay. Yep. Now that we're Tinder masters, uh, well, me being a Tinder master, you can be my advisor, Dave. Yes, um, I'll be your advisor. <laughs> we're now going to move on to a new segment that I've started. I, mm -hmm. you, you know me, Dave. I like, I like to pull out folks that people may not have heard of, you know? Mm -hmm. I like to let people know of people from the past that, doggone it, they're just awesome. And yes. I think people need to know about them. So. do, do. This is a t this is a new segment called Do You Know? Do you know? Do you know, man? So here we go. First, do Probably you know? Probably not. <laughs> For Dave, usually not. That's true. In <laughs> unless unless it's relatively recent sports, probably not. No. Probably not. <laughs> um Okay. First, do you know Wilma Rudolph? Wilma Rudolph. Oh, and man. I'm guessing you don't know. Do you, uh, do you not know? I don't, man. Uh, you know I don't. It, it's fine. <laughs> You're going to be very impressed when I tell you about Wilma. Here you go. Hell yeah, let's go. So Wilma was born in 1940 in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Wilma was born prematurely. She only weighed about four pounds at birth. She wow. was the 20th of 22 children that Jeez. her father Ed had. Ed wow. got around two two women. He had two mothers, twenty two children, twenty two children. Gracious! Golly. I don't I don't know the split on those two ladies. Hopefully, it wasn't like nineteen and two. Like hopefully, that's, that's hopefully, what I was thinking. Hopefully, it was a fairly even split between the two ladies. They shared the burden. Um, anyways, uh, while Wilma was a child, she sh suffered from horrible illnesses. When she was young, she first got pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Then she got scarlet fever. Wow. Then she had polio. Beca oh, no. Because of the polio, her left leg was almost unusable when she was five years old. Wow. She almost received no treatment for her polio because she was a poor black girl in the South in the 1940s. For mm. two years, Wilma and her mother made weekly bus trips to Nashville for treatment to mm -hmm. regain the use of her leg. Wow. She, she also received subsequent massages from her siblings at home four times a day from her family members. Mm -hmm. Family members leading it in with those massages. By high school, she had recovered all of her use of her leg. That is awesome. And she started running track. She loved it oh. so much, she ran all the time. She attended a summer training program at Tennessee State. And when she was 16 years old, she attended the Olympic trials 
to compete in the 200-meter dash, which she qualified and got to participate in. She also ran in the 4x100, where the team actually ended up winning the bronze medal. Jeez. Wow. At 16, she won a bronze medal. That's crazy, dude. After graduating high school, she enrolled at Tennessee State University and ran track there. Mm-hmm. Rudolph paid for her college education through her participation in a work-study scholarship program the whole time she was in college. In 1960, she went back to the Olympics in Rome. She competed in the 100-meter, the 200-meter, and the 4x100-meter and won gold in all events. Holy crap. She became the first woman to ever win three events in a single Olympics. There you go. The Italian fans at the Olympics named her La Gazella Nera, the Black Gazelle. That Mm. was her name. A year later, she became the first woman to be invited to the the Melrose Games Games in uh, New York City. She retired a year later. She said she was retiring because she wanted to retire at her peak. She retired when she was 23. I hate when people do that. <laughs> Just imagine what she could have became, man. Just crazy. Think how many more. Like, you see, like, some of the people that go to, like, five Olympics, you know? Well, they, like, you have a 20-year career. I mean, Usain Bolt, that's why he ended up winning as many medals as he did because he got to compete in three and be great at three Olympics. She could have done mm-hmm. the same easily. Mm-hmm. But... She went on to be a teacher and a coach, and sadly, she passed away from cancer in 1994 at the age Dang. of 54. Ugh. But I mean, That's Wilma terrible. Rudolph, man. Shout out to Wilma Rudolph. RIP, man. What a baller. I mean, polio. To she overcome said. Overcome polio with physical therapy from like the 1940s. By, by herself, by her family, basically. I know. She said, polio, F you. She said, poverty, F you. She said, racism, sexism, F you. She won three gold medals at the age of 20. Wilma Rudolph, a straight boss. Right there. Get to know her, man. Get to know her. Wilma Rudolph, shout out. Shout out. I know her now. Yeah, everybody that's listening knows. That's right, all three listeners. Thank you, guys. You know Wilma. Spread the word. Spread the word about Wilma. All right, Dave, before we go to break, uh... Second birthday suit. Here we go. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going the uh, the middle. Middle. Middle, yep. 50%, uh, I think you said. Okay, I definitely know you know who it is. I'm just mm-hmm. not sure if you actually know her name. Okay. You just need you just need to know her, her title name. Okay? okay. So mm-hmm. born on April 21st, 1926 in London, England. Her father was the Duke of York and her mother, the Duchess of York. While her grandfather was the King of England, she was the third in line of succession. Of succession. Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth is Let's correct. Go. Yes. I didn't know if you knew Elizabeth or not. There it is. Nice. Well, you know, with Prince Philip just passing. That's true. That is true. Made her relevant. So all the, they were, you know, they talk about the kings and the, Dukes and L- lot of queen, a lot of queen talk. Or the lineage, yes. A lot of queen talk. She has been queen 
for 69 years. Crazy, man. 69 years. She became nice. she became uh, queen in 1952. Shout out to the queen. Shout, Shout out. out. Queen Long. Elizabeth still rocking it. So God she save. became queen at, you said, 62 or 52? 1952. She became... She was 26 years old. So just 26. Queen, like, her whole freaking life, essentially. I mean, 69 years, man. 69 years. Yeah, it's nuts. It is nuts. Well, shout out to the queen turning the big uh, 9-5. 9-5 for the queen. There we go. Uh, and RIP to the... Uh, to the uh, uh, prince, prince, prince yes. Philip. Uh, yep. Long live Prince Philip. He was a little bit longer, 99, Prince Philip uh, there died. So mm. he can't really, you know, I mean, obviously you're sad, but when 99, you can't complain too much about a 99-year-old no, life. Like, that's no. a pretty solid life. That's pretty, pretty I mean, solid For run. his 99-year-old life, I'm sure he had a great... 99. You can't complain when you're Prince. You can't right. complain. Anyways, happy birthday to the Queen. 95. Enjoy it, Queen. I'm sure you will. Okay. Dave, we're going to take a break. We are going to hear from one of our former guests here, again, performing on the Doc G Show. This is none other than Trey Binkley and Drake Freeman with a classic here, Nothing Better, recorded right here in the studio on the Doc G Show. pretty in the winter but the cold never did it for me I said I've always wanted to go to Phoenix, Arizona cause I heard they got sweet tea the 40 over 40 seems to be the story of every blue collar man from eastern Carolina to a Mississippi diner and then to Louisiana well I'm just a boy from the Georgia clay and I'm proud of who I am well, there ain't nothing better than a hometown touchdown late on a Friday night. There ain't nothing better than a laid back Lake Shack Saturday sipping on shine. There ain't nothing better than my mama's cooking and knowing when to shut my mouth. So let me tell you some, there ain't nothing better than a sound. I heard it rains in Seattle up a creek without a paddle, but they wouldn't know what that means. There's an angel in the city out on the coast of Cali that I've only seen on a screen. If you ring a southern bell, she'll grab you by the tail and drag you through Dixieland. If you don't like me, you might want to see this finger on my hand. Well, some people say that I ain't right, but I don't get down. Well, there ain't nothing better than a hometown touchdown late on a Friday night. There ain't nothing better than a laid back Lake Shack Saturday sipping on shine. There ain't nothing better than my mama's cooking up when winter shut my mouth. 
Let me tell you, son, there ain't nothing better than the South. show welcome back we are in the middle of the nba season normally we'd be starting the playoffs right now but because of the wacky covid we've got a whole nother month of regular season steph has been getting unstoppable putting up 30 point games like it's his job which i guess it is his job true the lakers are all the way down in the fifth spot in the west the hawks are up at number five in the east and we're gonna get into all of it of course we've got dave in the co-pilot yeah. seat still and of course we've got none other than claude fly till i die lathan to break it all down claude how's it going great doing great happy to be back you know i always love to come in and uh mm. Help with a couple segments mm. and, uh, you know, just give out some general basketball knowledge. General basketball knowledge. So, okay, we know how... He's th- modest. Yes. Yes, exactly, Dave. We know how this goes. Claude breaks down the technical stuff, and I give Dave the philosophical think pieces. Okay. The really hard one. Here we go. <laughs> so, Claude, I want to start here. Last weekend, I turned on the NBA, and I'm watching Tom Thibodeau coach a team with Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson, and then it goes to commercial, and it's a preview of the new Fast and the Furious movie. I thought I had jumped in a time machine to 2012 and was in Chicago. What? Has, has anybody... I gotta ask a question. Has anybody <laughs> looked at, at the stat? Has there ever been a coach that has been on three different teams and coached the same two same players on all three teams. Because Tibbs has done it. Tibbs has done it. Like, it's crazy. I have to do some research on that one. It, that is insane. It's crazy, but my question about this team, Man. this is the Knicks now. The Knicks 
are doing amazing. Uh, I mean, they're six in the East. Nobody thought that was going to happen. Julius Randle is averaging 24 points, six assists, 11 rebounds a game. Jeez. Is that why the Knicks are so good? Tell me why the Knicks are so good. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I think what you're looking at is a scrappy team. You know, this is, it's almost like if... New York, the city itself, could uh, could create a team. It would be along these lines. They are mm-hmm. as scrappy as it gets. And you're right. It starts with Julius Randle at the mm-hmm. forefront. Now, um, Julius, I-, I never thought the Lakers should have let him walk uh, like they did a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a really outstanding season in New Orleans, and then he ends up moving over and uh, becoming the man here in New York. Now, the, the situation in New York has been interesting because Tibbs has done a great job of managing a, a really – odd three-man guard rotation of Alfred Payton, Emmanuel Quickly, and Derrick Rose. Yeah, um, Getting Rose in through the trade was terrific. It gives you that vet, like you just mentioned, to go alongside Gibson, mm-hmm. um, who Tibbs is very familiar with, and you cannot win in the NBA without vets. So, mm-hmm. Amen. you know, you've got other players stepping up. Reggie Bullock, R.J. Barrett, mm-hmm. averaging 17 and a half in his second season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it really just comes down to to that grit and the scrappiness. You have players like Mitchell Robinson, who's gone down multiple times this year. He's now probably out for the season. Uh, Nerlens Noel, you know, he's, yeah. a, he's a journeyman who's stepped up. Um, you know, he th- these pieces fit really well alongside Randall, and um, it seems like they've all bought into what Tibbs is trying to do. So how, I, I how love good it. are they? New York state of mind. How good are they're they? They're good. I. I I think that they're very underrated. Every game that I have watched them play this season, mm-hmm. they are in it. No. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It could be a, a top-tier team, middle-tier team, lower-tier team, um, and normally they're coming out on top with those games. I think they're on a seven-game win streak right now. Yeah. The New York Knicks are, believe it or not, for real. I don't think that That's they're any I... joke. And when you're playing them in a seven-game series you got and you have to beat a scrappy team like that, you know, four times, uh, that's really tough to do. So let's see if it translates, but I love what Tibbs has done so far. That's what I love with Tibbs. Are they going to be like a 50-win team, you think? Hmm. Well, with the shortened, you know, it's a condensed season. I don't know if they'll quite get there, but I I do think that um, at the end of the day, to see how some of the other teams have fallen off, like the Celtics and and the Heat, um, not living Mm -hmm. up to expectations, there's there's no reason to, to see... Um, or think that they can't stay in the same position or even move up a little bit higher as they are. Let's let's just hope they stay hot like they have been going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Dave, my question to you. Would yes. Vin Diesel be homeless if it weren't for the Fast and Furious franchise? Wait, what? Can you name another movie that he was in? <laughs> I can't. I, th- I think there was one where he was like a, a babysitter or something. Yeah. Didn't that happen? Wasn't there... I think. Oh, th- yeah, like the early 2000s. Yeah. He, um, yeah. Oh, God, that was he good. He was like this tough guy that was in the- Man. Yeah. And then there was one, wasn't he so like- So we can remember the name. Ridley? Ridley or something? Like he was on another planet? Wasn't that- Didn't that happen or something Let's along see, those looking lines? Looking at his thing real quick. What? Uh, he was uh, the pacifier. That was the name nice, of the Nice. Solid. Um, mm, good times. Yeah, so that, then- that would have- that would have paid his mortgage off, but that's about it. There we go. Okay, so he, not homeless. He's got a not homeless. He's got Saving Private Ryan, Guardians of the Galaxy. What, what are you doing, Saving Private Ryan? Man, I need to go back. I forgot he was in that movie. 
Man. I, I, yeah, this is just a quick little Google search. Okay. Um, All right. Thanks for. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. So true. There you go. Oh, I, I do remember Guardians of the Galaxy. I do remember the voice there. That's true. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So Vin Diesel's done some things. That's a fact. Done some things besides uh, Fast and the Furious. Not a lot, but done some things. Okay. Claude, uh, <laughs> now that we've got that important question out, very philosophical, thought-provoking question. Uh, really, really tough NBA question yeah, there. Yeah, obviously. Very related. Nope. Um, Claude, now uh, that we've been looking at this season, you t started at the start of the season, you talked about Steph just dominating. And you were like, he's going to come out, he's going to be a monster. And guess what? He came out. And he's an effing monster. Yes! He's averaging 31 points. Just unstoppable. Does that fall into MVP category? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, how can it not? I, I think, you know, That's I, right. as much credit as I want to take for that, I think that anyone who has common basketball knowledge and looked at that roster up and down sees Steph coming off of an injury-prone season mm -hmm. uh, where he played very minimal games and... Um, you look at the trades and the moves that they made uh, at the end of last season. They get Wiggins in Golden State uh, this year. They pick up Oubre when they learn that you know Clay is going to be out. But but here's the interesting thing about this roster: mm -hmm. you only have two guys outside of Steve Kerr. You know players though. You only have two guys that have winning experience on this roster. Right. Um, That's a fact. You know, like I said, you've got Kerr as a coach. Leandro Barbosa is back as a coach. Um, you know, people that have been there in the past are, are around, but, um, you know, Wiggins has been playing really well this year. Mm -hmm. um, I think people don't estimate, um, I think they underestimate the way that his defense has been. Mm -hmm. Kelly Oubre has underperformed from an offensive standpoint, mm -hmm. but he's got so much length to him that he's helping on the defensive side of the ball a little bit. Um, but Draymond and Steph are the only ones who have that winning experience as far as tenured players yeah. for the roster. And Steph has just taken over. I mean, he's averaging, uh, I think, a league leading. It's like 31 and a half points per game, um, you know, around six assists a game, about five and a half rebounds a game. Mm -hmm. uh, this is when you have uh, young players that have been coming in and out of the, the lineups. Um, Damian Lee's of the world. Obviously, you get your top draft pick in James Wiseman. Now he's out for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, even when he did play, he was somewhat disappointing. Yeah. He just looked very raw. Um, but look, they're 29 and 29, the nine seed in the West right now. Yep. It's an extremely tough conference where everyone has beaten everybody up. Yep. Um, but the man himself, Steph Curry, put some respect on his name if you haven't. I That's know right. You, in general, like the peop you, you as in general, because... This guy has just passed Kobe for the most 30 points, uh, you know, uh, games in the history of the league. I think he's got 11 right now. And in the month of April, he's averaging, or not averaging, I think he's got five, uh, five or six total 40-point-plus games yeah. already. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, how could you not just, out of all the scores that you've seen in the history of the league and the different ways that it's been done, um, you are not just looking at... Uh, the best shooter of all time when it comes to a spot-up shooter because then you're you could go to the ymca and see a guy who can make 33s in a row in the corner with nobody guarding him so this is true. the best shooter off the dribble to ever do it yeah and i don't know if we i don't we've never seen anything like it so it's incredible he totally deserves to be in the mvp conversation i think if he uh if he can sneak into the playoffs here um you know especially with the play-in tournament going on uh, there's no reason why he shouldn't be at least top three in consideration this season. To, to me, I, and I don't think this is very, uh, 
controversial with most people that watch NBA, but I, I think he's a better scorer than James Harden. Or at least I enjoy watching him Ooh. score more than James Harden. It's exciting. I, I think it's, it's so exciting yeah. to watch his his off the dri- uh, off the dribble moves. You know, he can do it in so many ways. You mentioned James Harden. James Harden's known for what? Two things. He's got two patents. Step and back, moves. drive. One, drive to the basket yep. and get fouled. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Get fouled to the basket or step back. Mm-hmm. Steph can do it in every which way, off screen, spot up. Um, his behind-the-back crossover move is, is turning into a really big patented move of his. Yeah. Uh, the guy is just... He's out of this world. Super impressive. Yeah, this year's really highlighted that for him, not having all the help and just shown that that he can put it on his back, you know, before all those other names became big names. Yeah, um, and you mentioned cool. health. In an age 33 season, mm-hmm. mind that. People yeah, talk about, you crazy. know, the older guys in the league, Carmelo and LeBron and all them, you know, they're 35, 36 years old. Steph's not far behind. You remember, he, he didn't come right out of college. He was at Davidson for a while, and... And what he's been doing uh, at, at age 33 is is really impressive. Dave, totally. speaking of that, he doesn't look that much like him. But do you ever think Steph Curry tries to, or Seth Curry tries to act like Steph Curry, convince people he's his brother? Hmm. Oh man, they, you know, as they've gotten older, I think they look a little more similar. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I noticed this the other day. I thought it was funny that. Uh, Seth Curry is 31, yeah. whereas Steph is 30. You know, he's trying to one-up him because, you know, he won't be able to do that in any other aspect of the game. Seth um, sex, Seth looks older than Steph. That's a fact. He, <laughs> yeah, I, he does. Yeah, he, he looks like an old man. He, he just got... He's, he does. I think he's it's, it, I think it's just in his nose a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's an older man yeah. nose. It's like, he's, it's like he's seen some stuff, you know? Yeah. He just has that age on him. It, it might, maybe that's just from, like, transferring. I was about to know, say, it's the it's stuff. the transfer, <laughs> it's the G League, all of that put some grit on his face. Right. And it, it made, right, grit. That's a perfect <laughs> word. Made him, made him work a little bit. I saw him talking trash the other day to paul george because they apparently have been uh uh with the same lady what uh and he he was mm-hmm. he was talking oh. trash at the at the at the at the rim and i was like whoa easy that's not a curry move right there that's not that's not a curry oh. you're just supposed to shimmy shake bro what are you doing that's you're getting you're getting ruckus with it anyways Let's talk about the other, I think, like crazy question mark in the East. The Atlanta Hawks. What? Huh? How are they doing good? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What, what? What's going on with them, Claude? And what kind of potential do they have when we get to the playoffs? Hmm. Oh, man. So many interesting factors with the Hawks, right? Yeah. I think the biggest um, storyline for the Hawks is who's their biggest star, Trey Young. Yeah. And Trey Young has been well-known to uh, the public for putting up what, what everyone wants to call empty stats, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a bunch of stat-stuffing games where you're not translating them into wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's to start the season, that wasn't necessarily the case. And then, obviously, he ends up not making an All-Star game this season mm-hmm. because they weren't doing so great at the time, which is crazy because the All-Star game was in Atlanta. So that's unfortunate they didn't get someone to represent them. But... Um, Trey Young is averaging 25 and a half points and nine and a half assists. Ooh. That nine and a half assists is third in the league. Mm. Third. Now, you made moves as the Hawks to pick up Danilo Gallinari, mm. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. You developed DeAndre Hunter a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Those three guys have all been in and out of the lineups 
all year. Mm-hmm. They have not been healthy, and it is, as you know, tough to win when you don't have these guys playing that you are relying on. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. I think that there's two underrated moves here that people don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. The first one is the John Collins, Trey Young issue. Mm. There was a situation earlier this year and uh, some uh, film uh, watching, you know, they were going through some footage and um, apparently mm-hmm. there's some, um, you know, a little bit of uh, tension in, in the room. Yep. And, you know, bigger. it came down to are we going to trade John Collins or not? Because, of course, you're not going to trade Trey Young. Mm-hmm. There were rumors around Can't. the Timberwolves being interested, some other teams. They kept him and he has been great. And it's not just John Collins, but Clint Capella alongside John Collins. Those two, especially being in the East, give you a lot of size, athleticism. Both of them are capable of going for 20 and 20 on a given night. Capella's done it multiple times this year. And John Collins is uh, more of an offensive guy, uh, you know, when it comes to a mid-range game. But uh, he is, those two, along with Trey Young, are terrific. And Bogdanovich coming back and being healthy is amazing for that team. Uh, The last thing I'll say about it, though, for the Hawks, it's all going to depend on... Uh, in my opinion, the addition of, of the bench, Lou mm. Williams coming in. I think that the Rondo experiment didn't go as well as they had planned. Mm. The Hawks are built for shooting. They're built for uh, a very fast-paced and, and you know, uh, you need shooters around that uh, to get up and down mm-hmm. the court. Rondo fits that mold when it comes to getting the ball out mm-hmm. to these shooters, mm-hmm. but they've already got Trey Young to do that. Yeah. So Lou Williams coming in, uh, Lou Williams is going to be great for their bench. He's already been solid. He's a vet. He's played in Atlanta before. He's a hometown guy. Uh, he loves their lemon pepper wings in Atlanta. <laughs> Why not just get jump on the Hawks bandwagon now? Because I actually think that they're being very underrated. They got a good wow. shot to do some, to, some damage. Yeah. Nice. Dave, uh, I've got a question yep. for you. Who do you think is the highest okay. paid hawk on the team? Oh, um, I would guess Clint Capella. Um, Clint Capella, but oh man, I don't know. Danilo Gallinari is expensive. He has like that stupid contract, but I don't know if that expired. Um, I'm gonna guess Capella. Wow, but I, I'm probably wrong. I was surprised you were close, man. You were right. It's Danilo Gallinari. That's him. That's him. <sighs> But dang it! But you were close because Capella's also the, the. I think he's either the second or the third highest paid. He just. Signed, I couldn't yeah. believe it though. Gallinari gets paid twenty million dollars. You know what? Wow. Dude, because he had that like huge contract when he was in uh, New York. Twenty and, million dollars. Uh, I decided you, if I'm an. He M- sucks. If I'm. He sucks. <laughs> If I'm an NBA agent, though, I'm going to start with, I'm going to say I get a million dollars a point for my client. That's what I'm going to do. Every uh, every I, client, if they're getting seven million, you're get or they're getting seven points. You're getting seven million. That's what I'm negotiating. Because uh, I could be wrong on this, guys, but I think that uh, I I think Danilo Gallinari is the highest paid uh, free agent signing to never be an All Star. Mm. Fact check me on that. Wow. but I'm pretty positive that's wow. accurate. That's a good that's a good stat. If you're right, that's that because I was blown away when I saw his number. I was just like, what? Huh? I mean, because it's crazy when you got guys signing for fifty million a year who are superstars. That means stars are getting like thirty, forty, mm. and then you got like just starters who are making twenty and averaging like well, you know I'm, nine, ten points and five rebounds a game, and that gets you. You got Gallinari million. making he's that. The, he's the best trade piece to ever play in the NBA <laughs> and not be. An yeah, all-star. when you just need to free cap space, you get. But looking at his stats, he's thirteen. 
13 points per game, four rebounds, but gosh, yeah, it, 20 million a year. Yeah, is, yeah when is you compare tough. that to, to Trey Young and you say, okay, and he's getting like five million. Okay, huh? All right. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, Claude. Chris Paul makes some pretty bad State Farm commercials, but that's a fact. That dude can make a good team great. Is he the whole reason that the Suns are suddenly good? Uh, definitely not the whole reason, but I, I think that it was an improvement from what they were trying to build in the bubble at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. You know, we just mentioned Trey Young mm-hmm. uh, being third in the league in assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul's right behind him. Yep. You know, he doesn't have to score and. Nowadays, every all fans, especially the younger generation, it's who's scoring the most, who's putting up the most points. And I think, you know, this year we have more players averaging more than 20 points per game than we ever have in the history of the league. Uh-huh. Um, but that's uh-huh. not Chris Paul's game. It never has been. Mm-hmm. But he's, I think, fourth in the league in assists at 8.8. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big reason for him coming to New Orleans, or excuse me, to New Orleans, to uh, Phoenix was because of his New Orleans background with Monty Williams from back in the day. Right, right. Um, and then Devin Booker was everything else to do with it. Mm. That man has been through every trial and tribulation that could be thrown at him being in Kendall a, a Jenner. dysfunctional organization. Mm-hmm. The the Kardashian-Jenner situations. I mean, this guy's been through it. And uh, I think that when you look at a collective unit of starting with the um, GM, when you have James Jones, who's been a champion in his playing days, and he's been around winning franchises and teams, especially certain cultures like the Heat, etc. Um, you you start at the top. Uh, it's with management, and then you come down and say, okay, well then, who's going to be my coach to to the, be the ringleader? Monty Williams showed at the end of last year in the bubble. Uh, especially the speech, if, if anybody wants to go on YouTube or wherever and check it out, what the speech that he gave when they went 8-0 in the bubble and still didn't make the playoffs, um, you know, talking about Devin Booker and what he's been through, you know, he is a great, great leader. CP3 builds on top of that to go with Booker. And then DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Ayton does not get near the credit that he should uh, because his numbers aren't always the most flashy either, but he does all the right things. Nice. Um, and then we talked about one other thing earlier, the the grit of a New York Knicks team. If you if you think about a gritty team in the West that could compare, it's the Phoenix Suns. Nice. You've got a bunch of uh, you know travel guys or, or people who've been around the league. Uh, Dario Saric, um, Jay Crowder. You know these are guys that are out to prove something. Um, and if I've ever seen a player who's out to prove something, it's Chris Paul. So I, I don't think that he's everything. I think that he's a lot of it. Mm. But I do think that um, as far as changing the organization as a whole from dysfunctional to functional, mm. you are looking at um, you are looking at a masterpiece in progress. Gotcha. Well, I got to say, I think one of the most uh, impressive things of the whole season that people have not talked about, Chris Paul almost connecting on the oop in the all-star game that's right he literally almost ooped uh, he, he dunked it this guy almost dunked it at six feet tall and 36 years old almost come on come on that is impressive <laughs> he, did, he did throw it down didn't he uh, I, I, I think it like rattled around the yeah. rim. I think, right? Yeah, yeah it, it was kind of a dunk, kind of not. It's like a debate about if Dwight Howard touched the yeah. rim on his dunk in the dunk contest years ago. But I, I'm gonna count it. Okay, count it. and I mean, come on, he's thir- he's 36 and six feet tall. Come on, now that is impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> Old man getting up there still. <laughs> there you go, uh, Dave. Uh, right now, yeah. Speaking of important, Chris Paul. State Farm commercials. If you had your choice 
of seeing a new insurance commercial. Who are you going with? State Farm, Allstate, Progressive, or Geico? Dude, I'm a I'm a Peyton guy. I, I mean, I think Peyton is so freaking funny. Okay, like old you know dad funny so what's that nationwide that's nation you went uh, out uh, out of the gosh okay all right nation i know i know look at that (laughs) i think for full catalog i thought about i really went deep into this analysis and i'm gonna have to say progressive overall they Mm -hmm. got the best catalog for me they got the best i mean granted the flow commercials they're not the best but the jamie commercials i was gonna say i'm tired i'm tired of flow the jamie which one's jamie the jamie is the goober that hangs out with flow the little nerdy guy, those oh, are pretty good. Okay, I like yeah. the ones with yeah. those. And then Dr. Rick, where you're becoming your parents. Oh, man, forget about it. Those are my favorite. I love those. I love those. I feel like Geico yes. hit a bit of like a hump. The, 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 what was it? The blue hair? Yeah. The, the one mm-hmm. with the person blue, with blue hair. Blue hair. The They're like, don't say blue it. Hair. Mm-hmm. Blue hair. Blue mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, Geico, I like, I love hump day, obviously. Awesome. And mom's call at the worst time, also great. But I feel like they hit a bit of a peak, you know? Mm-hmm. They hit a bit of a peak. They're in a little yeah. valley right now. And, of course, I do have to mention, honorable mention, the, the Geico now with tag team. French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough, scoop. There. Great. Oh, Great. Yeah, that, <laughs> Come on, that's that solid. Good, yeah. That gets me jazz. Okay. Solid. Boom, chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> solid insurance commercial analysis right there. Claude, the Clippers, they have won... A solid amount of games, seven of their last ten. And uh, am I reading too much into this one like Chris Paul, or is Rondo the reason they're winning? Is that the reason? Yeah, I, I don't think that you're far off there. I, I think that it's you know more it's a collective thing, right? But everything's all about team fit. And I, I talked earlier about the trade that um, it made sense for uh, the Hawks to bring in someone like Lou Williams, yep. who's more of a scorer, where they don't need a facilitator. Well, the Clippers need a floor general. Mm. They they've been wanting one. I think Kawhi and Paul George have been outspoken to management about needing a floor general. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear analysts go on ESPN like Kendrick Perkins. He's been claiming that they needed a, a Rajon Rondo type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a brilliant move for the Clippers to bring in a guy. Um, who can help be that floor general. He doesn't have to give them 35 minutes a night, but in the playoffs, what more can you ask for than, than playoff Rondo? Mm-hmm. Now, um, Paul George and Kawhi have been in and out of, of the lineup a lot. Kawhi is now out indefinitely. They're, he's going to get reevaluated next week. He's got a sore foot, but Paul George oh. is going to with a lot of that workload. Um, I think, again, it's collective, but with Rondo, the key here to me is he was on the Lakers team that won the championship last year. And what was the one thing that the Lakers were planning to do that they didn't end up getting to do? Mm. And that was play the Clippers in the conference finals. So everything the Clippers and the Lakers knew were really about each other. All their weaknesses was how can we beat each other? Mm -hmm. Uh, We, Mm -hmm. again, unfortunately didn't get to see that, but Rondo is coming over from a Lakers team, and and we're just going to discount the Hawks situation earlier this year, but he's basically coming from a Lakers team where he all he wanted to do was beat the Clippers. Right. So he was able to know what their weaknesses were, where they needed to improve, and they added that piece into their lineup. Mm. So, yeah, I do think that the addition of Rondo to the Clippers is huge because he can say, hey, this is what I was seeing last season as an opponent that wanted to come out and beat y'all, and now we can go and improve on this and make sure that we sure up those 
you know, deficiencies going into the playoffs. So that way teams like the Lakers and the Nuggets and whoever else they play can't capitalize on what happened last year, like when they lost, you know, right. uh, when they were lost, you know, from a 3-1 lead in their in their semifinal series. So Rondo is a huge addition to this team. Nice, nice. Dave, I will give you $20 right now without researching. Mm-hmm. Scout's mm-hmm. honor. Okay. Can you name all the yes. teams that Rondo has played on in his career? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> geez. All right. I know he was in Boston, Chicago. Um, And then did he... You skipped a couple there. Yeah, I'm just going off the top of the dome here. Okay, um, okay. Let's see. Can I look at the list of teams? Think from the top. What, what did we just talk about? All right, so so I know he played in L.A. I know he yeah. played in um, Cleveland. L- let me take a shot if he can. Didn't play in Cleveland. No Cleveland. <laughs> he didn't play with LeBron in Cleveland? All right, just, nope. all right so... Okay, right. you're 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 out. I'm gonna have to throw you out. I'm you got out. one wrong. I'm gonna have to give it to Claude. What do you got, Claude? All right. I, I don't know if I'm for sure on this. I'm gonna take a shot here off the top of my head, but I okay. think you've got Boston. Yeah. You've got uh, Dallas. Yeah. You've got uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Um, you've got both LA teams. Yeah. And you've got the Hawks. Yeah. Am I forgetting one? You're forgetting two. One that Dave mentioned. You got to add the one that Dave. Oh, uh, Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's one. And then one more. Um, Think about when he was with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Not in oh, New Orleans. Oh, Sacramento. He there led the is. league in assists. <laughs> there it Sacramento. is. There yeah. it is. There nice. it all is. Nicely done. Nicely Look done. What a list. <laughs> I needed some help there, though. So. Little, little assists, <laughs> but you got it. You got them. There it is. Okay. Okay. Uh, next question, Claw. We got uh, Bradley Bill leading the league in points. Uh, does no one care? Uh, is is no one caring because they're in eleventh place? Is that is that the reason? Yeah, one hundred percent. There's there, there's no other way to put it. It's unfortunate, but I mean, how much have you heard people talk about Russell Westbrook and he has he's averaging another triple double this year? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bradley Beal is. We talk again to bring up the Hawks. I mean, they just keep their catalyst for our conversation today. That's a fact. Uh, we we talk about empty stats and how Trey Young was being looked at. That's Bradley Beal on this Wizards team. Now, where I'm not going to discredit Bradley Beal is he is continuously saying the right things. He wants to basically go down with a sinking ship. Um, I I commend that. I think that staying in one place for your entire career, especially in the modern era, is extremely tough to do, if not impossible, Mm -hmm. Um, because there's so so many factors that play into that. But Bradley Beal is a 30-plus per game score. Ish Smith actually... Uh, said the other day that you know he's seamlessly the the easiest score he's ever seen play, mm. um, or just that scoring comes easiest to him more than any other player he's ever seen play. I, I don't disagree with that. I think that it depends on who you play with because there's so many people out there like a Steph or whoever you're you know whatever roster you're on. But Bradley Beal is right there with the best of them, and his season is being underlooked. He's been in and out of the lineup a little bit this year. Um, but I don't discredit Russell Westbrook. I don't discredit Bradley Beal. I discredit Washington's management because they go out and they want to invest money into no knock on him. Like we just said, a guy like Danilo Gallinari is going to be making a lot of money. He averages 13 a game. Why go pay a guy like Davis Bertans the amount of money that you went and paid him to be your third option and he's, he's not giving you what you're looking mm, for? Yeah. The rest of the roster up and down 
has been horrific. Mm. Um, I, you, who, who are you going to rely on outside of Bradley Beal and and Russell? Are you going to rely on Rui Hachimura, who mm. I actually am a fan favorite of? But <laughs> you know, he's still young and developing. But uh, you know, you're going to rely on a, a veteran and Robin Lopez. They they traded. Uh, a couple of uh, guys, you know, to get out of the tax, you know, salary uh, situation. Right, right. At the deadline this year, but yeah, Bradley Beal is phenomenal, and I truly hope that management turns things around like Phoenix has, uh, and, and gets him some help because they sure need it. Gotcha, guy. Uh, Dave, speaking of that, Westbrook, yeah. whose dunk are you giving dunk of the year to? Westbrook uh, over. Uh, um, Oh, his name's blanking on me right now. Biombo. Biombo. Westbrook over oh, Biombo. Yeah. Bismack uh, Bismarck okay. Biombo or Miles Bridges over uh over uh what's his name on the Hawks? Um uh Clint. Capella. Yeah, that's a good one. Which one? That that one that's the all, so I remember that one. I don't remember the rest the Westbrook one, so I guess based on that, um, your Miles Bridges would have to win. Okay, okay. Well, you got to take uh, 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 you got to take a look when you get a chance. Look at Westbrook over Bismarck Biombo because that's it's I'm thunderous doing it right now. Let's it's see. thunderous. And a, and a special shout out there because we always do shout outs, but a special shout out for uh, some of Anthony Edwards dunks this year have mm-hmm. been incredible. Yeah, yeah. I definitely do say there have been some good a- Edwards dunks for sure, for sure. But those two, those two are the meanest so far that I've seen, as far as just pure yikes, pure ouch. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, both both Biombo and uh, and Capella. Oh man, yeah, they, I I give them credit for going to the next game because I would be like, I don't know if I can put on my jersey. That was that was ugly hey. after those two. Woo, woo. They were bad. They were bad. Either one, I don't know. They're they're both tough. Oh yeah. Miles Bridges comes back further with his. That's the thing. Is he brings that ball back yeah, to where he you're just, just it back. You're like, Ugh. oh man, oh man. And and uh, what's his name? And Miles Bridges just looks. He's kind of. He's not like chubby, but he's just kind of got like stocky, that, like bigger stocky. body, and you don't you don't expect him to bounce like that. And he just. He he's a he's a uh, he's pretty mean in the air. That's for sure. Lamel- and the Hornets announcers, oh my god, when they uh, whenever they get a, a oh, highlight player anything. and dunk, those Hornets announcers go crazy. It's it's so much fun. I know, to they're listen so to. funny. Lamelo's yeah. reaction was perfect to that dunk. Lamelo's reaction would have been my reaction to that, which was ow, I oh it's hot. Oh oh, I gotta walk this off. Oh that's bad. Oh that is bad. Uh, okay. Uh, we're running out of time, so I'm going to fast forward here. Uh, Dave, what is? We know uh, we know they've got the play-in. Uh, we don't really have time too much to talk about that, so let's just say in the East, we know we were looking at 10 potential teams here, a lot of good teams in both conferences. What are your four top teams? Highest percentage of making the finals in the East. What are your four top teams in the in East? The, um, I'm gonna say Miami, Brooklyn. Um, we'll throw we'll throw um, New York in there. Oh, and uh, the Bucks. Oh, I, okay. I'd say are my four. Okay, all right. Uh, Claude, give us the real deal. What are you? N- not that yours isn't real deal, Dave, but give us your analysis. What are your top <laughs> it's four? Not, it's not. 
Uh, we're going both conferences here? Just East Coast right now. Give me the East. Just, just the East. I'm going to take um, I'm going to take the 76ers. Uh-huh. I'm going to take the Nets. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucks. Uh-huh. And then, believe it or not, I actually have thought very hard about this. Okay. Um, just to be, due to the inconsistency of the Celtics, I would actually pick the, the Knicks to beat the Celtics in a seven-game series right now. Hot take. Hot take. Mm. Watch out. Ow. Oh, God, that was hot. My God. I've got a lot of friends in New York that are going to love that answer. Woo! Woo! I love that answer. That gets me excited. That's, yeah. that's fun. I like... I, they, uh, remind me, they remind me of the 99 uh, Knicks team that, that went to the finals, you know? I, uh, hey, man. One of the lowest seeds to ever make it. I, I, I love them because it's a Tibbs team. Any Tibbs team is an angry team, and he's never happy with what they're doing. He's always disgruntled. It takes away a little bit because he's got a mask, and I can't see his disgruntled nature, but still, it's okay. It's okay. I know he's angry under that mask, and I love watching it. It's fun. It's fun. Sweating through it. Okay, Dave, top four in the West. What do you have? What do you think? All right, top four in the West. I got both L.A. teams. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I got the, we'll say, Houston Rockets. Wait, what? Whoa, what? And wait, 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 huh? What? Houston. I don't, not, I don't even think they're going to make it to the playoffs, man. They're going to have to do some crazy. <laughs> they're going to do some insane things to get to the playoffs. Oh, wait, just kidding. He's just they're keeping the, and, the listeners on their toes. That's all it okay. is. They're, they're 15 and 40. Just kidding. Okay, yeah. You weren't lying when you said you had <laughs> Hold been. On. All right. Both LA teams, Phoenix and... How's Portland doing? Let's see. Okay, Port- I can take <laughs> Portland. They're in the playoff run. That works. That works. Dame time. Right. He's going to make some it's things da- it's happen. It's Dame time, boys. Okay. Okay. Forget that Houston ever happened, listeners. That did not happen. Nope. Did not happen. <laughs> okay, Claude, give us give us the straight science. What do you think? What's going to happen in the West? All right. It's uh, it's going to be the Lakers. It's going to be the Clippers. Uh, I actually think that Denver's got a solid shot here. Even uh, without with Jamal. Jamal Murray. Yeah, Jamal Murray going down just means that the ball's going to be God. in Jokic's hands Jokic's even more. A baller. And that's dangerous. So Man. you've got guys like Michael Porter Jr. who's going to step up even more than he's – I mean, he's having a terrific season, but he's going to step up even more in the playoffs, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got your savvy vets, obviously, with the Millsaps of the world. Mm. But I, I like Denver – um, and that left me with two other options. It, it really came down to Phoenix or Portland, and, and I think I'm going to take Phoenix over Portland. Mm. Uh, Portland's had some injuries, and, and they've got length and all that, but I just think that when it comes to a seven-game series, um, how do you stop Devin Booker? You say, how do you stop Damian Lillard? But um, I, I just, as an overall team, the, the Suns mesh really, really well together. Yeah. Uh, Portland has had this basically same core together for, uh, man, five, six, seven years now, and they've gotten to one conference finals where they were swept. So yep. I, I think that it's going to come down to probably Phoenix, Denver, Clippers, and Lakers. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. Over, over a game, over a game, yeah, how are you going to stop Devin Booker? But you give me five seconds, who's taking that last shot? Dame. That's a no question. Oh, yeah. I don't. And I don't. It, yeah, and it's no knock on on Dame at all. And and I, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. And I think um, if he was to ever hear me say this, he'd probably think that I was I was not one of 
uh, his biggest fans. But thank I, God I he's not listening. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> no, we're, I'm gonna give him a send him an email after this and let him know to tune in. Oh, but, okay. Uh, good. Maybe a tweet good. or something. Thank you. But yeah. Thank no, you. I I like what Phoenix is doing, and uh, they're just having a terrific season all the way around. Portland's had that core together for too long to not to not do much better than they have. I just don't see it happening. Yes! Fun fact that you were mentioning before there. You know, you you were talking about Dame listening to the show. Well. Uh, you also mentioned Michael Porter Jr. He oh, yeah. he formal he formally turned down this show to be on it. So there you go. Wait, he wasn't. Did he really? <laughs> he did formally turned it down. Uh, I mean, you know, and I give him credit. He was nice. His agent. I reached out to his agent. I asked if he'd like to be on the show. They thought about it for a little bit. They came back and said, ah. He'd rather fix. Uh, he'd rather focus on his recovery right now, because that was when he was still coming back. Jump shot. So, hey, at least they got so back. You, to, you know, that's a big deal. Exactly. Exactly. So I give him kudos. Thank you. That's much more. I could. I could give <laughs> shout out. I could give. I could give the opposite of shout outs right now to all the folks that turned us down and did not return. That's right. In the NBA, because there are a lot of those. But you know what? Very that, true. We're not. Very true. We're not going to waste our time right now. We're not going <laughs> to waste our time. Uh, Claude, uh, to sum up, uh, let's go with MVP and odds to win. Are we saying? Are we saying Lakers odds to win again? Yeah, um, I think that uh, if it were up to me <clears throat> uh, at full strength, I would take the Nets. Um, but mm-hmm. but they've played the, the big three for them have played a total of, of seven games together this season. On top of that, right. um, you've had an addition of Blake Griffin, who's clearly not the same as he used to be, but still veteran savvy. Um, you know, you've got new incorporations with uh, the Claxtons of the world, and then also Lamarcus Aldridge, and that an entire situation. Very very unfortunate. I just want to say. Um, congratulations to him on, on an amazing 15-year career. So and, true. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I remember him coming out of Texas, and uh, you know, he was, I think, the one that gave Kevin Durant his like uh, tour when he came to to visit Texas. I mean, I remember all the way back then. His entire career up till now has been phenomenal. Um, so yep. I hate to hear that. I just had to say that for a second. But um, I would take the Nets uh, at full strength if they are not healthy. I think the Lakers are the favorites. I think the addition of Rondo the, to the Clippers helps them get a little bit of insight on um, you know learning those uh, little parts and, and bits that you can kind of nitpick and, and break the Lakers down. Um, but at the end of the day, you still have uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis that you have to go through, and if they're both completely healthy. Yep. That's easier said than done. So I, uh, yep. I think I'm going to go with the Lakers, but if they are fully MVP. healthy, I'm taking the Nets. MVP, who do we got? Um, I, I think I would be wrong to go against my original pick with Steph, right? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to mm. stick with my original pick, Steph. Bravo. If he doesn't get it, because it's a it's a media savvy award nowadays. It's, yeah. Um, you know, I've talked about that on the show before. Oh, sure. I, I, we, we, that's a different conversation, but if the media. Um, is, is going to be pushing this year. I think it's going to come down to Jokic and Embiid, and I think Embiid's been out for a little bit too much, and I think Jokic might sneak away with uh, an MVP, wow. which, wow. fun fact, last time I was on the show, I mentioned you did. That, jo- or, uh, that Jokic could be an MVP mm-hmm, candidate, mm-hmm. and you said one of my favorite lines ever on the show. 
He looks like a man who eats at KFC before the basketball yes. game. So, yes. Um, yes. You're not wrong there. And the he guy, still, look, he give still him does. some fried chicken and he still hey, does. give him some fried chicken and let him, let him give you 15 assists a night with Murray out. And uh, I, but it's I think Jokic could win it. I love his fake Harvard response, too. Uh, Harvard. What? Huh? What? When he when he announced <laughs> where he is from, and everybody's just like, "Huh? No, no, you're not from Harvard. That is not true, Jokovic. Stop, nope. stop, stop faking the funk, bro. That's not it." Oh I, man, love that dude. So you know what? If he wins MVP, cool. I'm down with it. That's that's cool. Let's get it. Let's make it happen. Totally. We are up against a Let's break. Get, yeah. <laughs> Claude, I want to thank you for coming on the show once again. It's been fantastic as always. Yes, always is. Uh, can't thank you both enough and um, really looking forward to seeing how the playoffs turn out. Oh, and you yeah. know, I'll be getting back with you guys soon on the next session. For sure, for sure. Yes. Listeners, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from Doug Seegers once again. This is The River right here, recorded for the Doc G Show and the Doc G Show only. We'll be right back after this. Where that river flows, there's a sunset on that stream. That magic hour on that water's like a dream. And no man rowing his boat is a picture from a magazine. Where that river flows Where that river flows I know that's where you'll be With a pretty rainbow In the midst of a willow tree down by that waterfall I can hear you calling my spirit tenderly Where that river flows Yes, and sometimes I lay back and I wonder If that's heaven calling me home Cause I healed my head submerged in that old river I quench my thirst and relieve my weary bone. I quench my thirst and relieve my weary bone. Where that river flows. When that river flows Where my head 
And we are back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. That tag was for you, Eric. That one was for you, bro. That's right. All you, bro. Anyways, Dave. We had a great, great Claude session right there. How'd you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, man. Gotta love it when Claude comes on the show. Spitting straight NBA fire with us. Laying, love it, man. Laying down the business. Now, honestly, Dave, I know you I know, like you said, you're not you're not up fully, but now you've got I'm a not in it yet. You've got a bit of Claude magic. Who do you think's coming out? Who do you really think's going into the NBA finals? Who do you think? Just on Dude, feeling. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard for you to say, like, the Lakers aren't it. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, um, And then Brooklyn yeah. as well. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah. you got these two powerhouse teams, in my opinion. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. I you know, feel- the Clippers can always make a run. I, um, I definitely feel like the Lakers have more of a lock than the the Nets, but uh, mm-hmm. it's hard not to see both of them come in. But you know who knows, man? Who knows? Uh, it's like you said, the the Clippers have looked a lot better. I have a lot of faith in Rondo, man. Rondo can make. I mean, I feel like he was one of the big reasons the Lakers won last year. Ron, right, that just that leadership from the point guard. He position, he's man. impressive, man. He is very impressive. Just like just like Claude said. Just like Claude said. Anyways, anyways, okay. Uh, this is new for you, Dave. We have now moved mm-hmm. on from shoe or tell, shoe and tell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a couple new shoes that are coming. Uh, like it. I may introduce them on on the air, but for now, yeah, might as well for, let the people know. For now, we have retired Chew and Tell, and we've moved on, Dave. We've moved on to mm-hmm. a new segment, the Doc G Top Three. Yes, Top Three. All yes. Right. So now, obviously, what we do here is I come up with random things to rank because everybody loves to rank things. That's what we do. So true. So you present your top three of a certain topic. I present Mm -hmm. my top three of a certain topic. So our topic for today Mm -hmm. is top three events, sporting events, past or present, you wish you were at. Top three sporting events Mm -hmm. that we wish we were at. Past or, well, I shouldn't say present. Past or future. Yes. So. All right. What's your first? Let's go from three and count down. So what's your third? All right, so I'm going to go oldest to, you know, future. Okay, you're not okay. going to actually rank them. You're just going to go age. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, well, I just picked my, like, three not in no particular okay. order. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, so the top three I would want to go to, the oldest one is um, 2008 oh, wow. Beijing Olympics. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael, like, I would love to have seen all of Michael. Like I watched every Michael Phelps race on TV when it happened live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would have loved to have been there. Yeah. Uh, especially like you know when he does the the eighth and um for sure you know they they get the relay. Oh, very crazy. impressive. Very impressive. Like that. Like that number three. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna give an honorable mention. I know I didn't tell okay. you honorable mention, but I, I'm gonna give one. Uh, May seventh. 1989, two seconds left on the clock. Jordan over Greg Elo. 
The Shot. Ooh, The, the shot. shot. Dang. One of the That's best. One. one of the best. Super. I mean, it changed the whole, as The Last Dance illustrates, changed the whole perspective of what the Chicago Bulls could do. Everybody mm-hmm. believed him after that. And he had the confidence then. He had, I mean, he already had the confidence before, but that's, right. that was like as big as you, I mean, he solidified it. He had the college confidence with nailing the shot in college. And then he nails that one. Boom, boom, big time. But my actual number three, I went way back for this one. <laughs> Your mm-hmm. oldest was 2008. Mine, August 3rd to August 9th, 1936. Jesse Owens winning four medals Ooh. at the yep. the 1936 Olympics. Yep. I mean, well, that's just, it's just super impressive because there's so many things. First of all, obviously, the U.S. had all kinds of racism issues at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And Jesse Owens is still running for America, even though his country isn't supporting him the way they should. And then Hitler's trying to act like the Nazis are supreme and that his his runners are so much better. And Jesse Owens just goes and single-handedly annihilates them. Just annihilates them with this Nazi overlord watching all of it. And he's not... And he just stares them down like, boom... Guess what? Man, the Four gold medals. That. Take that and like it. Like, I mean, Crazy. it's insane, man. Nobody going for him. And he just got, I mean, yeah, of course, there were tons of Americans that were cheering for him. But, like, in right. reality, like, nobody's truly in his corner. And this dude just dominates. Four gold medals in one Olympics. First to ever happen. 100, 200, 4 by 100, and long jump. Jesse Owens, dominate, dominate. All right, your number two in order. Number two, 2019 Masters. Ooh. Tiger Woods comes back. We mentioned it on the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, man. That is, That's, I mean. You know, there's so many cool Tiger, you know, championships, uh, majors that I could have picked. Everybody um, loves is, a comeback, though. Everybody. Man, the comeback. And this was actually the only one that I watched um, live. So, you know, I watched on TV to have been there at Augusta. Yeah. Seeing all those groups fall apart and hit the ball in the water on 16. Yeah. The, the par, th- or, uh, yeah, 16. 17? Yeah. Is it 17? No, 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 it's, it's 16. 16. Yeah, it's 16. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's man. impressive. Yep. It's impressive. If he comes back from the leg injury and does that again, which is like a, like a 0.01% shot, but n- <laughs> never count Tiger out, oh, my God, that would yep. be crazy. It'll be crazy. Yep. Uh, okay, my number two, August thirtieth, nineteen seventy four, Rumble in the Jungle, Ali versus Foreman. Oh uh, yeah. Seeing yeah. Ali now, I mean, it's it's sort of like you said with Tiger. Tons of things I could have chose for this one, but seeing Ali, and this wasn't his best. Any Ali fan knows that Ali had already really lost his prime by this time. Mm-hmm. He wasn't anywhere close to the dominator he was at the early part of his career. And he got worked in the first couple rounds. He got worked by by Foreman. Mm-hmm. But to see him outlast Foreman and then just out of nowhere just rock him 
Rock him. It's impressive, man. It is super impressive. That is a good... Oh, man. I wish I... And just the... Like, to watch that, because I've watched it several times on YouTube, man. Yeah. To, to watch the crowd just lose their mind. And he had worked... He had worked Africa so much at that time. All of Africa was behind Ali at that time. Yeah. Nobody wanted Foreman to win. And when he started coming back, man, and they were yelling, Ali, Bumbaye, Ali, Bumbaye, Oh, man. Oh, that's got to give you chills. Yeah. Woo. It was good. It was good stuff. Okay, you're number one. All right, number one. In the future, Ooh. when the Jaguars go to the <laughs> Super Bowl and win it, Yes. I will be there. Yes. <laughs> I love the creativity. I love the positivity, Dave. Yes. Yes, I agree. It, it could be next year with Trevor. Who hey, knows? Hey, I was about to say, and <laughs> we all know I'm not the biggest Clemson fan, but you know what, Trevor? We're all behind you in Jacksonville. Yes. You go, Trevor. You go, man. I like the hair. Okay. Okay. My number one. Come on, guys. You know it. Dave, take a stab. Hmm. It's going to be uh, Jordan's sixth championship. That's it. June 14th, 1998, game six, Jordan's last shot. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Love it. Love the, it. The Virgin Bat gave me a poster of it. I still have it up. It's an amazing yes. shot. It's unbelievable. He the, the, the triumph, the moment, everything, that last minute of that game, it was like he had mastered the matrix of basketball. So true. Like he literally, it was like... He controlled it. Like, he could just say, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to steal their momentum. I'm going to steal the ball from Carl Malone. I'm going to call a timeout. I'm going to go down. I'm going to fake to Brian Russell, push him that way, and go up for a shot and nail it. Like, he just, he could see it all by that time. Mm -hmm. There was nothing he couldn't do. And just the gravity Everybody around him not wanting him to make that shot, and there was nothing they could do. He just felt none of it and drained it. The master of sports, Mr. Michael Jordan. Shout out. Those Go. are our top three. Woo! God, those are some I great like moments. It, man. Those are some great moments. And, of course. That's what sports are about. A great future moment. A great yes. future moment to come. Yes. Can't wait for it. Very excited about that. Dave, I got to tell you about the show next week. I'm very Let's excited. Go. We've got Molly Pardon coming on the Ooh. show. Now, I I haven't done much research, and as you know, I'm going to do research before the you show. Will. But I I want to check into this. I just wonder, like I know I know Molly's music. I've heard mm -hmm. Molly's music, but mm -hmm. like I just got to wonder how many people ask her, like, what's the deal? Is there any connection between Molly Pardon and Dolly Pardon? Like right. I know her. I was wondering it. I know her last name is different. They're not spelled the same. You know, Dolly Parton is P A. But it's a play on the name. Exactly. Kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, are you are you like Wario? Is she Mario and you're Wario? Well, except not mm. evil. Like, right, uh, you not know, the bad one. Yeah, I just want. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna see and if if there are any uh, old interviews where she talks about it and she gets really angry, of course I'm not gonna bring it up. But right. If she hasn't been asked about it, or if she likes talking about it, I'm asking. I'm asking. Okay. Anyways, I'm very Looking exciting. Looking forward to it, Doc. She was just on uh, Stephen Colbert. 
just uh, oh, last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, very excited to have her on on our show. Of course, now she's she switched up. <laughs> Take that, Cobear. I can say Ooh. it. I can say it, gang, because he's never going to listen to the show. So we're fine. Don't worry. Nope. We're never we're never going to get struck back at. Because if he did strike back at us, well, really, all it'd do is help us. Uh, you, people right. be like, "What a show!" Yeah, I'll listen to it. Let's see. Oh, oh, the show sort of sucks, but I'm going to keep listening to it. Who cares? Anyways, okay. Uh, that has been the show, guys. I think it, I think it was great, Dave. I think that was a great show. Man, it was good to be back. It was a couple of weeks yeah. gone. Yeah, it was a good man. show. I mean, old friends, good tunes, good memories, good yes. sports events, just everything. Fun stuff, man. Synopsis of the show, good memories, don't invite me to any parties. There yes. you go. There you go. And until next time, guys, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles, Berlin. Guys, oh, I forgot to mention, Ooh. happy belated 420 oh. to our, mm. you know, our green friends. Yes, yes, indeed. All the green friends out there, happy happy 420 to you, especially yes. our former guest, the old fat 420 lesbians. Yes, from, shout out to them. Yes, out. yes, thank you guys. They are they are one of our most faithful followers on Instagram. Always give me shout outs. Always they are awesome. They are. They're fantastic. I mean, they've got you know a couple hundred thousand followers, and uh, they always wish me uh, uh, happy holidays. Any type of holiday it is, they'll send me a DM. They're like, hey, happy, 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 happy Easter. Happy, you. happy you're, July. You're returning the favor. You know, they're fantastic. I, I, <laughs> I, I love those guys. Shout out to you, Sue and Lee. Shout out to Shout you guys. Out. Hope you're having a good day. Anyways, uh, until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs>